For the second straight season, the Sacramento Kings do basically nothing at the trade deadline while teams around them make improvements. Last season, I was okay with it. In fact, I even supported it. This season, I expected it, but I'm definitely not okay with it. I'll explain why and we'll discuss the justified fan frustrations after another quiet deadline right here on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all season long. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports anchor and reporter for ABC 10 News. Man, the difference a year makes. Two eerily similar trade deadlines for a eerily similar Sacramento Kings roster. Last year, the Kings are a surprise team. The beam is born. The vibes are great. The Kings look to be playoff bound, but the Western Conference is tough. So many teams around Sacramento are looking to catch the Kings and take advantage of Sacramento's lack of experience of closing out seasons in a playoff race. Fans were unhappy that Kessler Edwards was the only move that the Sacramento Kings made last year. I told fans, pump the brakes. Committing to this group was fine. It was the right decision. Lo and behold, I turned out to be correct, at least for the regular season. The Kings got hot in the second half, ended up holding on to the third seed, which many Kings fans said was a impossibility after a quiet trade deadline. I talked some people off the fence. Some of you didn't like it. This season, the Kings with the same roster after the context of a first-round playoff exit, coming to another trade deadline, with the expectation, at least on my end, I've been telling you for months here on Locked on Kings, really since early on in the season, that I did not think that trades at this deadline were very likely. Not because the Kings didn't have to make trades, but because of the pieces that the Kings were looking to go and get and the pieces that the Kings were making available. I just, like reading the tea leaves, I, did not have, I didn't have any inside sources, just reading the tea leaves, gut feeling was the Kings were going to have another quiet trade deadline. Just because I was right doesn't mean I'm happy about it. I didn't want to be right. I wanted the Sacramento Kings to do something. I feel the Kings had to do something. Now, is their season over because they didn't hear the trade deadline? No, it is not. It is not over by any means. This team is still more than capable of making a playoff run like they did last year. And if they get into the playoffs, uh, and, and I believe they're more than capable of making it out of the first round, regardless of who they're taking on. This team is talented enough, and I still do believe in the internal growth of the core being enough for Sacramento to at least make it out of the first round. To make a, a championship run or a Western Conference Finals run, yeah, I think those days are pretty much over. But maybe the Kings can get hot at the right time. But that feels like more wishful thinking than it does reality because of the clear and obvious holes on this roster. This group, this team has issues. Issues that once again, Monty McNair and the Sacramento Kings front office did not address. The Kings screwed up and I think they're going to get passed up. 
I think it, it, it speaks volumes of what the teams around them did, right? The Kings are, are currently in the seventh spot. Uh, they're, they're now behind the Pelicans and Suns, who are in fifth and sixth. Remember, the Kings were in the fifth spot before last night's embarrassing loss to the Detroit Pistons at home. The Phoenix Suns went out and got Royce O'Neal from the Brooklyn Nets, a player that the Kings were reportedly connected to, or at the very least, a player that we were discussing here on Locked on Kings, a player that a lot of Kings fans were discussing online as someone who makes sense for the Kings to go out and get. A good rotational player that can help with a severe weakness of this Kings team, which is wing depth, defense, and athleticism and length, right? Things that the Pelicans have in abundance, or the T-Wolves have in abundance, or the Clippers have in abundance. Team, uh, A weakness of your team that those teams clearly exploit and have exploited, for the most part, every time you've played them so far this season. Right? The Royce O'Neal is a perfect opportunity for Sacramento to address that. The Phoenix Suns got Royce O'Neal for three second-round picks. You mean to tell me that the Kings were not willing to give up three second-round picks for Royce O'Neal? Or that they couldn't somehow make a slightly better offer than what the Suns offered to bring in a piece that could have helped this team and helped this rotation? Then you have the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks went out and got P.J. Washington. Now, they overpaid for him. They ended up giving up a first-round pick that's like a top-two protected first-round pick. I don't know if I would have given up that much for P.J. Washington, but the Mavericks recognize the position that they're in, right? They have a superstar in Luka Doncic. That system is a little bit broken. They've been trying to figure it out. They have Kyrie Irving playing there as well. He's been in and out with uh, with injuries and things like that, but they have a, a team that is good enough to make a run. Their window to, to try and make a run is right now. They're not in the business of waiting. So they went out, and they're not afraid to, to, to sell a first-round pick or to trade a first-round pick away to go and address an area of need for this roster to add depth and add athleticism and add length that this Kings team needs. Two teams that are directly around you in the playoffs or in the, in, the, in the standings. Both of those teams went out and got players that address a need that you have, and you did not. That's telling to me. That speaks volumes to me. Look, Kings fan frustration is 100% justified. Kings fans, we overreact. Guilty, right? Matt George here, even though I'm a professional working in in the, the Kings media scene and I, I, I've, I have the career that I have and I work in news and, and journalism is supposed to be as unbiased as possible. I obviously have my Kings bias that I bring to the table. I love talking about the Sacramento Kings. I overreact just as much as you do from time to time, right? Sometimes I, I, I go too far. Other times I try to be the voice of reason to, to, to take that overreaction that you might be feeling and, and bring it a little closer back to reality. It is not an overreaction for Kings fans to be frustrated about the lack of moves at this trade deadline. Now, maybe it's an overreaction to suggest that that Monty McNair and this front office are, are frauds or they're not good or shouldn't have won um, uh, executive of the year last year that the Sacramento Kings are screwed now that they didn't make a move and they're destined to be a play-in team or fall out of the playoff picture completely. Maybe that's a bit of an overreaction. But being frustrated, being upset for the second straight season that the Kings did basically nothing at the trade deadline while the pieces around you got better, yeah, you're justified in that. That's not an overreaction. And, and look, Kings fans, they're passionate but Kings fans also have a pretty good uh, feel or have the fingers on the pulse of where this organization and where this team is at, right? 
We all see the weaknesses that this team has. We all recognize that Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith or P.J. Washington or all these names that aren't the Kyle Kuzmas or Jeremy Grants, not the big names, but there's other names, rotational pieces out there that were acquirable, that these other teams did the work, put in the work to acquire. Clearly, these other teams saw it the same way a lot of these Kings fans saw it, but the Kings themselves either didn't see it or saw it but weren't willing to give up what it took to get the deal done. I don't say I don't mean Kings fans are right 100% of the time. Absolutely not. Again, we all overreact, and we said some foolish things, whether it was Keegan Murray takes at the draft or, or uh, uh, just thoughts on the Tyrese Halliburton trade or whatever. Like Kings fans are justified to feel the way that they feel 100%. Sometimes emotion dictates their, their, their thoughts and, and decisions more than logic does. I'm guilty of that too. But in this case, I think Kings fans are hitting the nail 100% on the head. They're just as frustrated this year as they were last year. The difference for me is last year, I understood it and and, and wasn't frustrated. This year, I'm frustrated right there with them. And I get it. And yes, the loss to the Pistons last night absolutely has something to do with it. Had the Kings won that game against the Pistons tonight and not made any moves to the trade deadline, I do think fans would have been frustrated. Maybe not as frustrated or vocally frustrated as they have been today because of that Detroit Pistons loss like 15 hours before the the deadline itself. But that is not just one loss. Like, like get that through your head or, or understand that. Last night's loss to the Pistons is a continuation of a problem that this Kings team has had all season long. They have had, despite the fact that they have more wins, they're eight games over 500, they're 29 and 21, despite the fact that they have significantly more wins than they have losses this season, the losses speak louder than the wins do. There are more bad losses, more memorable losses, the blowout at home to New Orleans, the the loss last night to the the, the Pistons at home, the the, the blowout at home to the Boston Celtics, the the back-to-back losses to the Houston Rockets on the road, right? There's so many losses this season where we're like, what is going on compared to those wins where it's like, yes, that is Sacramento Kings basketball, right? Like the Orlando Magic double overtime win at home. Awesome. The win to start uh, the, the the five game or seven game road trip, that shootout against the Golden State Warriors, you won in the Chase Center. Awesome. There are wins like that, that this season, but there are few and far between compared to The losses, even though there's fewer losses than wins, the losses themselves have been worse and have been telling and keep happening. Last night's loss was not just another loss, even if it counts as just another notch in the win column. Last night's loss put the Sacramento Kings in a really tough spot. A spot now that they, once again, have gone through another trade deadline without improving this roster. They've dropped two places in the standings from last night to today, right? The Kings went from fifth to seventh, playoff picture to play-in picture. And I, I, I laid this out last night. They have a nine-game stretch coming up where in that nine-game stretch, they play the Detroit, or rather the Denver Nuggets, the defending champion Denver Nuggets, three different times over that nine-game stretch. The Kings are staring, they're, they're on thin ice, right? They're staring a plummet down the standings, the very competitive Western Conference standings when the Kings aren't catching anybody by surprise anymore. Teams know how to beat Sacramento. Teams know how to handle Sacramento. Teams know how to exploit Sacramento's weaknesses. That team is potentially looking at falling apart at the worst possible time. And instead of taking their opportunity to add reinforcements and address some holes and address some needs, they elected to to, 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 to let the trade deadline pass. 
and now they might suffer the consequences. But hey, the, the, the Kings did make a move. Technically, the Kings traded for Robin Lopez, not Brooke Lopez, his twin brother Robin Lopez, from the Milwaukee Bucks, and then they're going to waive him. So he's going to become a, a, a buyout player. The Kings, like, this is, let me put this into perspective for you. The Sacramento Kings came into the season with Mike Brown and De'Aaron Fox talking about they want to compete for a championship. They want to try and put together the pieces to actually become a legit contender. What you did at the trade deadline was you actually went to a legit contender in the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and you helped them for nothing, for cash considerations. NBA legend, Sacramento Kings legend, cash considerations, right? How many times have the Kings traded for him over the last 20 years? The Kings helped a legit contender in the Milwaukee Bucks shed some salary, and they didn't even get a second-round pick back for it. That is bad team behavior. Like, that is what teams that are at the, the, the end of the, the, the bottom of a stand, uh, the conference standings that are more concerned about uh, Tankathon and, and the draft lottery than making a playoff run, those are the teams that typically make these moves. The one move the Sacramento Kings decided to do, not to help themselves and address their needs or anything like that, they decided to take money back and help a legit contender do something that they needed to do. Again, that, that to me speaks volumes. It's time for a recommitment from the Sacramento Kings roster. I'll explain what that means in just a second. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. This is what brings home a winning trophy, but it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Whether it's superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not burning cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Locked on Kings is also brought to you by Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. That's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Right now, it is demon time on Prize Picks, which means you can now win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into a thousand dollars. Demon picks are just a little more unlikely, right? A little bit more of a risk. Say, for example, if there's a demon pick for this Super Bowl Sunday, it's that Brock Purdy's going to throw, uh, throw more than two and a half touchdowns. Hey, you get that right, plus three others, like I just said, $10 can become $1,000. And prize picks, they're not just trying to cheat you out of your money based off of things that can happen. Like, anything can happen in professional sports, especially injuries, right? Well, prize picks offers injury insurance so that if your entry uh, stays in play, uh, so sorry, that your entry stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection will not count against you and the rest of your entry 
injury stays live. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. If you're thinking about giving Prize Picks a try, do it. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Whether the Sacramento Kings were trying to make a move and just could not get one done, or they decided they're going to stick with this group, the recommitment has been made. Like I said, for the second straight year, the Kings went through a trade deadline and committed to this core, committed to this group. I don't know if that's the right decision or not, but that is the decision that the Sacramento Kings made. Now, the trade deadline, the, the the possibility or the fear of being traded somewhere and uprooting your family and your life completely changing and the city that you're, you're, you're living in changing and going from a playoff contending team to a bad team in the Eastern Conference or Western Conference, like those fears are over. Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell, all these guys, they know that they are here. They are here for at least the rest of this season and hopefully a postseason, right? They know where they stand. That that, that fear is gone. So now it is time for a recommitment from the Sacramento Kings as a team, right? Your front office committed to you. They believe in you to some extent, right? They believe that you're capable of not just making it back to the playoffs, but getting further than you did last year. So it's time for the Kings players to recommit to doing everything in their power to do that, which means cleaning up these mistakes, cleaning up these bad performances against bad teams like the Pistons or the Charlotte Hornets that you've lost to, right? Addressing the issues and doing your uh, playing your hardest or doing your damnedest to try and figure out how to, it, at the very least for the rest of the season, put a Band-Aid over that wound. Find a way to overcome that, or at least don't let your historic or, or, or close to NBA historic three point uh, opponent three-point shooting percentage and your, your terrible three-point defense, don't allow that to continue to completely handicap you the way it has this season and certainly in these last couple of games against the Cavs and the Pistons, right? Commit to being the best versions of yourselves. Look in the mirror. Decide what you really care about. Decide if you're going to be the team that signed those uh, the, the, those contracts that Mike Brown and his coaching staff wrote up uh, or drew up. That everybody is going to be 110% committed to what the Sacramento Kings are trying to do. Look in the mirror and truly commit to that, and then play like it. I understand 82 game season. There's ups. There's downs. There's struggles. Players are exhausted. Players might be playing banged up. It takes a lot. Plus seven or or more or less playoff games on top of that. Right. I don't understand the wear and tear that that does on somebody's body. I don't understand the fatigue of going through that from a player's standpoint. I don't. But this is their job. This is what they're expected to do. And I don't know how high the ceiling is for this Kings team. I don't think it's as high as they like to believe it was coming into this year. There certainly are holes and issues that, like we just talked about, they could have addressed at this trade deadline and chose not to. But at this point, your team is who it is. So play to your strengths, play hard, and don't just ignore your pitfalls. Do what you can to, like I said, address them and try and come up with some sort of short-term solution or at the very least something that will make that weakness less of a weakness or, or make it less impactful on winning or losing for you. I want to see this Kings team starting tomorrow against the Denver Nuggets. I want to see this Kings team recommit to each other, recommit to the idea that this core was worth betting on 
this core was worth sticking with and not making moves at the trade deadline last year, not making moves at the trade deadline this year, not making moves this past offseason. Believing in internal growth was the right decision that this group is capable of making it back to the postseason, even with the Western Conference being better, and then making it out of the first round before they start talking about making out of the second round, Western Conference Finals, NBA Finals, Championship, anything like that. One step at a time, right? But commit to doing what needs to be done in order to get there. That's what I'm looking for for this final bit of the season. Now, this roster might not be 100% set, right? Because there is still the buyout market. As far as I know, I could be wrong, I do believe the Kings do have an open roster spot. They also now have cash that they got in this Robin Lopez deal. Maybe they're using that cash or saving that cash to offer it to Malik Monk, although I, I don't think that's the case. Maybe this is cash for them to use in the buyout market. There are some names out there. Spencer Dinwiddie is available, for example. Go out and throw some money at Spencer Dinwiddie. I absolutely think he could help this team. Daniel House Jr., the Pistons just waived him. Daniel House Jr. is a a player that reportedly a lot of contending teams are going to be interested in signing. The Sacramento Kings should be one of them. Now, I know the Kings haven't always had the ability to attract free agents. There are going to be other contending teams probably in better spots than the Sacramento Kings to try and go out and get Dinwiddie or get House Jr. That's where you got to get competitive. That's where you really have to sell what you're trying to do. Get De'Aaron Fox to give them a call. Get DeMondis Sabonis to give them a call. Have Mike Brown give them a call. Find out and do what it takes to get them here. Or take that money that you just got and truly pocket it. Stick with this roster and, 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 and ride it out how far it's going to take you. This is your last opportunity. The buyout market is your last opportunity to make any sort of improvements to this roster. And there are guys out there. Like I said, Dinwiddie, Daniel House Jr., Maybe Marcus Morris, if you're interested. Joe Harris, if you're interested. There's a good chance that that Seth Curry might become available. There could be names out there. Not a lot of names that address the length and athleticism issue that you have, but names that could, in theory, help this team. And decent names to use that last roster spot for. We'll see what the Kings decide to do. Like I said at the top of the show, today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. This is the app that you should be using to buy tickets to all your events, whether it's Kings games, sporting events, concerts, comedy shows, theatrical productions. Game Time has it all. In addition to that, they have last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find, uh, and buy tickets for every event, views from all your seats in the venue so you know exactly what you're going to be looking at, lowest price guarantees, even cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Game time is truly about you, helping you get to the events that you want to get to without breaking the bank and without life circumstances getting in the way, right? Game time has tickets or deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. In fact, sometimes the longer you wait, the better deals you can actually get on game time. Not always guaranteed, but their last minute flash deals are unbelievable. I took advantage of a last minute flash deal during the playoffs last year when I was in the Bay Area, got to go to see a San Francisco Giants game at the last minute for super cheap, like 60% off tickets. There were like 10 rows off the field behind the Giants dugout. It was unbelievable. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Like we talked about, fan frustration is justified. I am seeing some fans though, maybe going a little bit too far. And and one area that I will stand in front of 
Monty McNair and the Kings front office is, I don't believe for a second that they just sat on their hands or slept through their alarm or just went into the day going, yeah, we're not going to do anything. We're fine with where we're at. Forget what the other teams are doing. We don't need to improve, right? I know they're smarter than that. I promise you that's not the case. In fact, we know it's been widely reported that the Kings have been very engaged and very involved in trade conversations. Sam Amick said today on uh, Sacktown Sports 1140 Radio that he would have been surprised or he would be surprised if the Kings didn't make a deal because of how connected they were in other conversations. But the Kings didn't make a deal. So I'll stand in front of the Kings and, and defend them saying, I know that they were trying. But nobody feels sorry for you for not getting a deal done. I know it takes two to tango, right? I know you have to get the other team to agree. You can't just force them. It's not NBA 2K where you just force them to say yes, right? That team has to agree to your deal. But all these other general managers are finding a way to get deals done for the players that they need. Monty has not. He didn't this year. He didn't last offseason. He didn't last trade deadline as well. Nobody feels sorry for you. It's not an excuse. You are judged based off of the moves that you make or do not make. And sometimes not making a deal can be just as bad as making a bad deal. And in this case, I think not making a deal could have just as negative of ramifications on this Kings team as making a bad deal. Not necessarily a terrible deal like mortgaging your future to go all in on a player that really isn't going to get you anywhere which maybe that's ultimately what they felt about the price uh, tag for, for Kyle Kuzma. I don't know. I, I just The Kings had to do something today. They had to do something. There are too many holes on this roster, or at least one massive glaring hole, that they did not address. And now they're going into a game against the defending champions, not only trying to bounce back after an embarrassing loss to the Pistons, now, without doing anything, without addressing needs at the trade deadline, with a really, really rough stretch coming up. If the Kings can go through this nine-game stretch and go five and four, I think that's worth celebrating. Four and five, even to some extent, you're like, all right, just come out of it and still be, if you're in the play-in picture, stay in seventh, but hopefully be back in the top six. This Kings team is capable of doing that. But we're in danger territory, y'all. If the Kings fall apart now, it could have massive, massive ramifications on their chance of actually making the playoffs. That's a legit spot that they're in. The playoffs are not guaranteed at all. The Kings need to figure out a way to go and earn their spot because just because they made it last year and did it last year, the vibes of last year are done and over with. The Kings need to do it again this year. And this group is familiar with each other. Like I said, the Kings have recommitted to this group. Now everybody needs to commit to playing at their best and doing what needs to be done to re-secure that spot. Let me know how you're feeling about this trade deadline. I know you got plenty of things to say. Hit me up on Twitter at MattGeorgeSack. Email me MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. Leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. I really appreciate your support. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked on Kings. I plan on doing a post-game show here from Vegas after the Kings and Denver Nuggets tomorrow night. Hopefully it's a better performance. Hey, maybe the Kings can beat the Nuggets again at home. We'll see. I believe the Nuggets are coming off of a back-to-back for the second straight time the Kings have played them. So maybe they can take advantage of that. We'll see how they do. No matter what, you'll have a Locked on Kings podcast to look forward to. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you then. My name is Matt George. You've been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.